Welcome in, everybody, to the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Here on this victory next day, here on this Saturday, after the victory of Aust- over Austin P last night by a final score of 73-55. to I am your host, Nick Milan, joined by my co-host, Noah Lurch. Noah, yesterday seemed like a tale of two halves, and we'll jump into it, but definitely a nice, great, actually, bounce-back win being at home. Yeah, it was a great bounce-back win. Um you saw the the besides like the first uh, eight minutes of the game. You saw once we got playing our style of basketball, um, we're hard to stop, and that's good to see. Without a doubt, it was definitely nice to be there with all the crowd. I recall, or you got there earlier than I did, but I got there, and there was a really long line outside. It was cold outside, and uh, I had to go around to a different door because I wasn't waiting, but. Managed to get inside, and Noah, the, the crowd seemed like they were filing in. They said, we didn't get an exact number, but they said over 5,000. I think our guesses were, what, between the, I don't know if we were, did we give a guess? Like uh, between 6,500, 7,000? I 7, said 6,700. Right. So, on the box score, on, or on the box, on the spreadsheet here, it says attendance 5,000. So, I guess they just printed out 5,000. That's what it was exactly that'd be kind of whatever. We yeah. know the dog pound showed out. You got actually one of their shirts. Pack the pound, salute to you. Uh, so yeah, overall we were happy with the crowd. It got loud at times for sure. The typical crowd we get at these home games, and like we said, I mean unless they went to the exhibition, some of those people's first uh, games in a long time. So uh, definitely great to have everybody in there. They had the new hype video for the uh, for the intros of the starting five. That was pretty cool. That was definitely good, and we've been seeing the sneak peek of all that for a while now. So that was great. And, uh, yeah, overall, like we said, a tale of two halves. Let's jump into it here. Noah. The same starters, we saw that. Uh, Dalton, Lance, Steven, Marcus, and Kyler. Uh, we know Cash is relatively healthy at this point, and we found out before the game that Trent uh, obviously was out. And it was almost like, because Brian said he was going to practice on Thursday, and then see how he was, and obviously he wasn't able to go. And then, no, we noticed throughout the game, we'll say it now, that we were like, why is Anthony not in the game? He's always one of the first few off the bench, and he didn't play at all. We found out after the game that Brian said he tweaked his ankle in warm-ups. Yeah, we noticed in, like, the first couple-minute stretch, he was just standing at the end of the bench. Um, I didn't know if he was stretching or see how it felt. or uh, And he eventually sat down, and, yeah, Brian said after the game he tweaked his ankle, so... uh a good night off for him, so get him ready for next week's tournament. Without a doubt, that'll be, like we said, we're, we're going to need all hands on deck. Hopefully Trent can make that game as well. We thought we were going to need Anthony at times, and, at, and we didn't see Ben Harvey at all in the first half either. So we were only running with seven guys throughout the first half. So let's jump into that first half, Noah. They started out, they had the first points of the game, <clears throat> but the first points for us was via Kyler Filowich. And obviously, as we know, uh, he was your where he struggled last game with the fouls, and he was your pre-dog of the game. He actually had our first four points of the game. Though we saw Tariq Silver get involved, he he was nice, and he had twenty in their first game. Noah Tariq Silver, he's a heck of a scorer. Yeah, he gets a lot of shots he wants uh, off the dribble and uh, coming off screens, and yeah, we did a good job job on him for most of the night. And Elijah Hutchins ever, we talked about him in the preview, Noah. He was every bit a four-star. It, it makes you think how they landed him, but I guess we could say the same thing, you know, in terms of how your success has been. We know they've had success in the OBC and landing these three or four stars because I was going to compare it to us landing Cade 
Because no, I'm sure Elijah Hutchins ever had other big schools in on him. Who were they? Yeah, you recall. Yeah, the brand new coach coming from Duke and what the what he what he did as a player at Duke and what he's been on that staff. Um, I'm sure then bringing in a whole new team, him and staff. Uh, maybe he knew one of his staff members knew that kid pretty well or something else. But yeah, he had like um, he's from New Jersey. He had like Pitt, Miami, um, DePaul. A lot of other schools in on him, so uh, it's a it was a big get for him, and he's going to be a problem in OVC because we could, uh, for the most part, we could not stop him all night long. No, and he had he was off to a great start. Yeah, I mean, he's they said 6'10", 6'11", 270 pounds, and he's every bit of it in person. He gave us problems. Yeah, he had a lot of offensive rebounds. It was we we tweeted about it at the time that defensive rebounding is obviously something we need to. Like or something we need to be great at, Brian has said, and preach it. Obviously, if you don't defensive rebound, you won't win. And it didn't look great at first with that, and Elijah benefited off a lot of that. Uh, Noah Ben, or Coupette, Cash Coupette, uh, was one of the first ones off the bench again. He had his own little four run for us at one point, Noah, and Stephen Burplank, and we'll get into him, how great he was in this game once again. He was hot from three to start out with, had his own little 5-0 run for us as well. Uh, Kyler got more involved. So here we are. It, we're pretty much going back and forth. I wonder how many lead changes there were at this point. Like we said, they had that early lead, uh, and then we cut it down, and it was back and forth from here on out. Uh, Hutchins ever made a couple free throws so he can do it all. And it was just <clears throat> it was just countless layups, countless rebounds at this point. Uh, and then, like I said, Steven, he, he led us in scoring at this point. I don't recall how much he had, at least – Around 10, and he had seven at one point, Noah. So first half, like we said, a little, a couple of turnovers, and we benefited off a lot of theirs. It, it was cool seeing Cash when he had, when he was scoring. He had a couple of steals as well. How he was finishing around the rim, he had a baseline reverse layup, and then he finished one uh, in transition at one point too. And that's how Kyler got some of his results transition. So we thrived in that first half in transition and uh, led by Steven, Noah. Yeah, Steven carried us for a stretch there in the first half, kept us in the ball game. Um, him getting to the rim, him using his little fadeaway in the middle middle of the lane, which he's really good at. And, uh, yeah, then Cash, uh, he had his little stretch. Uh, him and uh, a couple him and a couple others on the defensive end on rebounding was just standing around. And that's why in the first half they uh, they really hurt us on the offensive rebounding. And uh, but Cash uh, fixed that at halftime, I think, and he ended up one of our top rebounders. So uh, yeah, but him getting out in transition is really well, and it's great to see Kyler run the floor the way he did last night. Exactly, we saw all of our guys run the floor. We saw JD doing the same thing. He had a nice game as well. Uh, Noah, obviously the biggest thing that stuck out to this point, we were down twenty-seven to twenty-five at half. Really low scoring game, a lot of bad shooting. Uh, but Noah Lance Jones who. Do you know how many times he shot in the first half? I don't have it in front of me, but zero points for Lance Jones, and we saw him come out of the game once, and he walked over to the trainer. He wasn't hurt. He was just probably frustrated with himself, of course, and know that there's a big reason why, obviously, we were, we were losing. Yeah, him, he uh, he could not get really anything going in the first half. Um, I know that uh, I believe he attempted only one shot in the first half, according to our halftime stats last night, but uh, yeah, it's he was he couldn't get anything going. And that one shot was forced, and he cut, took a couple in the second half before he got going. Really, took a couple other more forced threes, and um, he 
he had a really uh, I guess Brian had a hit a short leash last night because a couple turnovers he he pulled him right back but a couple minutes le- or less than a minute later he was already back in there um so that's pretty good he only turned the ball over twice last night so that's really good uh, we expected that from him and uh, yeah once he got going it was uh trouble for Austin P without a doubt and uh Definitely one thing, yeah, because I feel like whenever they take Lance out of a game, it's after a turnover, after something bad he does, and I think that motivates him, and I think the staff knows that, and obviously because Lance really didn't look upset when he came out of the game every single time, so I think it's like a design thing, you know, not really necessarily to get him motivated in that sense, but because he does something wrong, and then it leads to him being motivated, and he definitely was at halftime, Noah, at the half. We were out shooting them. We were actually shooting 50, 50% from the field. Uh, both teams shooting terrible from three-point three point range, only making one apiece on 15 total shots. Uh, we took pride in our uh, free-throw shooting last game. We were 50%. At half, we were getting out-rebounded by five and a half. Everybody keep, a, keep an eye on that because that looks drastically different by the end of the game. We had more assists. They had five steals off our turnovers. Seven apiece, though, turnovers, and they had two blocks. Uh, and then, yeah, our leading score at the half was Steven with nine. Uh, and, yeah, Lance 0 for 1. He had two assists and a rebound. Kept, got a couple guys involved, JD once. And then, yeah, Marcus only four points at the half as well. Kyler had a nice six. So that's how it looked at half. And then, no, obviously we're thinking, uh, you know, the way Austin P was playing with, you know, how good Elijah was as well that it, it looked like, you know, one of those, like we were kind of lucky at, you know, especially with Lance not scoring, obviously we kind we got lucky at halftime only being down two, it seemed like. So they started out, had a four point lead to start the second half. This is where Lance turned up. He had a layup and then Elijah matched him. Another layup, Noah, this is at the point of the game where, and we know, we remember from the exhibition, we remember his last game, how efficient he was shooting. He had shot efficient in this game as well. But no, it's again, it's one of those where if Lance, and he even said it in the post game, like, or even they said it, and he, you know, agreed to it that whenever he's got head steam to the rim and just in general penetrating, nobody, because he's so crafty, he's he takes care of the ball when he's actually like playing downhill. I mean, no, it was just layup city to start the second half. Yeah, once, if he's playing downhill, he's hard to stop, and uh, he plays with a, he has a great burst to him when he gets downhill, and, uh, yeah, that opens up everything else because um, a lot of time he has shooters playing around him, so you can't you either you're giving up a layup for him or you're gonna give open a shot to one of our shooters. And even um, they uh, they know he can shoot the ball, so they're playing up him tight, so it's easier to, for him to get right past guys. And what he was doing last night, just playing downhill, it's great to see. That's what we need from him, and it'll open up his outside shot and open up other shots for others. Yes, and whenever they are playing that tight defense on him, that's where he feels like he's at his best for sure. So he had his own four run for us to cut it within three. Dalton had a steal at this one point. He gave Paez fits in this game. That's one thing Dalton could hang his hat on in this game on his his comeback per se was how good he was on defense. Uh, Kyler had an offensive rebound at this point. Also keep an eye for that one. We'll talk about that uh, for both sides. And then Steven made a three. Uh and then Lance had a three. So this is where we took the lead after Lance's three here. Kyler got going. There wasn't a whole lot of action. JD had a nice reverse layup. I remember seeing Elijah Hutchins was getting almost everything he wanted still at this point. He got up to, uh, at one point they had on the box score, they had two of him on their, on their whoever was on the court at the same time. That's how good he was. You put him on there twice. Uh, Marcus got going on a three. 
and Lance got to the free throw line. Lance had it. I mean, it's unbelievable, Noah, the, the run that he was on here. Uh, if we could count it up at some point, he had at least, what would you say? He had probably, if we're just counting general, 10 of the first 15 points for the team to start this second half. He was just on fire. Constantly free throws. He had that one, Noah. He's, I feel like, because we said it, on one of these early threes, he is the only one, it feels like, that he can pass up a better shot, take a dribble, and then shoot kind of a bad shot when he's like more contested, obviously, and still drain it. He's the only one that seems like he can do that. Yeah, he he uh, he was feeling himself pretty good last night. He got going. Um, the one the one he he drive and he got contact, got turned around and made an and one over the head. That was really really an awesome play he made. And yeah, he, once he gets going, it's he's a problem for a lot of teams around the country. And uh, that's what we need from him. It's going to open up things for a lot of other people. But yeah, him him being that second half guy. Um, we can count on him when we need him in stretches. And uh, once he gets going, he's hard to stop. So keep it up right now. Yeah, the aggressiveness that he just shows. And we know at his best, he's fearless, he's aggressive. And the whole team fed off that in this second half because after he made uh, one of his two free throws, he was upset when he missed his first one. We had a 57-40 to 40 lead, huge lead. And then they scored a little bit. J.D. got to the free throw line. We got to see his free throws, free, uh, free throw uh, uh Form. Form, thank you, uh, to where we got the 16. He made one of two. He's actually shooting decently well on the times he shot. Uh, exhibition was the other one, I remember. He didn't shoot any on Tuesday. Uh, but, yeah, at one point, Lance made this other layup. We were up by 18. Next thing you know, we kept being – it was around this for forever. And then, Noah, the 343 mark when we were up by 13, it was his Marcus Damas dunk. And if we remember that, obviously, the way we were sitting – he has this nice, easy one jab where he gets the defender obviously off his, you know, off guard, and always penetrates baseline. And he, Noah, he had a, a dunk that definitely, uh, I was gonna say, took the roof off the place, but definitely got the crowd going on that one. Yeah, it was. Uh, he drove, and it was a really explosive dunk. Uh, um, kind of su- surprising how explosive it was, but not really. But yeah, it's it got the crowd going and it got the team going. Um, he needs to do that more often. Uh, it'll open up things for him too if he can get on the wing, pump fake, or do his jab and get get a get a baseline and go deep in the lane. Or uh, he'll open up threes for him. Or if he drives, people come over and find other guys. And we haven't really seen Marcus fully take over, like at the end of the final stat sheet wise. But and we know because I feel like. After that dunk, I was thinking, I guess it was today we talked about it, how I feel like Marcus doesn't have that many dunks in his career more than, you know, as much as he should, especially with how big he is now. We expect it to be that way, especially in the post. Uh, we saw we saw actually back-to-back possessions. Well, one, he got fouled, and he had a turnaround that didn't count. But, no, he, at one point he was just – they gave it to him almost a lot in the post, the high post, worked his way in and got anything he wanted. Might have got away with a shove on one in the second half, but – Definitely found his way because it was in this stretch right there. After that dunk, he had his own little 6-0 stretch for us, including a couple free throws. Steven had a, had a, uh, a layup here. Then we got our guys in. No, after uh, Cash made his free throw, he was one of the last ones in. But we got Will and Chris and Troy in there. No, and we wanted to say uh, we got the walk-ins in there before we would get the other two freshmen. And I think because Brian will end up answering questions here soon. He said he would in a couple of weeks of who would redshirt. No, it seems fair that Scotty and Foster probably will. Yeah, it's it's 
a good, and we could probably say they will. And because uh, uh, you see that Ben Harvey is in Foster's way, and Ben Harvey only got to play two minutes, and that's not even including um, Trent Brown, who's still in that same position, that same those two wing spots. So uh, it's easy to say. Then yeah, with our three bigs, it's hard to say Scotty will play. So um, wouldn't be bad because uh, Scotty for Scotty, he's a little bit raw, so that a uh, that's an extra year to get him right. Then uh, Foster, and he can get his um, kind of like kind of like Marcus. Uh, besides Marcus played as a freshman, but he can get his body kind of like Owen Marcus or Troy, bulk him up a little bit, put some weight on him, and he'll be really good. I agree, and he'll always have that shot with him. So definitely, if he bulks up, yeah, and improves on defense, he can literally be a star in the making. We think potentially for sure, and the Scotty has already got the physical traits. He just needs to refine his game more. So, yeah, we would not be upset at all with those two red shirts. Knowing because, yeah, when we get Trent Bang, I think things are going to look a lot different, especially Anthony, who didn't play, obviously. Uh, adding him in, we could be 10 players deep this year, and we would like to be for sure, especially even though it seems like it would be hard to do at times because you know certain games are going to – have it to where, barring foul trouble, your best player is going to be on the court. But if we have 10 deep, then we're able to watch watch some of these players' minutes and such. So, And that's not saying, like, uh, for instance, down the stretch of the year in Valley play or something, that if they don't take a – maybe in practice they improve that much down the stretch, getting a little bit of experience under their belt in practice and stuff, that they don't have a moment like Jacob Hudson for Loyola last year who was supposed to redshirt, and I don't know if, what the deadline is. I would assume, I guess, it's at the end of the season or something. I know for football, you get the four-game four rule, games, yeah. so, but I don't know how that works for basketball. Maybe it's uh, – I remember with Eric McGill, his was injury redshirt, but it wasn't like a third of the season, and it will be like six or eight games, something like that. So I don't know if there's a something like that in there, but if they develop or say we don't want this to happen, but if there's a key injury, if we need one of them, we could – put a man at the end of the season. I would definitely say if, if an injury happened, then one of them, that, that would definitely happen. Yeah, you're right. I always thought it was, excuse me, I always thought it was like around four games, even though football for sure because there's less games in a basketball season. But we'll have to look that up. And uh, I'll go through some of the box score here if you wanted to look that up, if you care if we got a reason, if you uh, did that quickly we'll if do. you wanted to. Um, but, yeah, so jumping into this box score, we mentioned everybody to keep an eye on the rebounding. Uh, we ended up out rebounding them by 12, and it seemed like we were getting a lot of long rebounds and a lot, well, a lot of defensive rebounds. They had a lot of missed shots in the second half. Uh, we ended up with two more offensive rebounds than they did, and they ended up with zero second half offensive rebounds. So they had all of theirs in the first half. So that's why the score was what it was. Uh, we outdid them by 10 on the defensive side, as I said. So out assisted them, same amount of turnovers with 11. That's a far cry. 12 less, so we about cut that in half from the previous game, which is obviously, like we said, the main reason why we lost. Uh, let's see here. Blocks, we didn't have any blocks. Fast break points, there was only 11 total fast break points, uh, but they had more steals than us. It was only 14 total, 8 to 6. Points off turnovers, they had one more than, than we did. We had 50 paint points, and that seems like, honestly, what uh, yeah, I think probably was what Little Rock had on Tuesday night. So only the paint was a big deal in this. Yeah, we haven't got off to the best foot shooting the ball. So definitely uh, taking pride in being getting to the paint. Lance had a lot to do with that in the second half for sure. 
Uh, Lance made a couple threes, but all all those, about half of that was Lance, I'm sure, at least, it seemed like. And they had 17 fouls. Second chance points is big when they had 10. So not a lot of second chance or fast break points. Not a lot of opportunities there. Uh, so, yeah, overall, definitely a far cry uh, from the first half of the second half was and how this game ended up. Uh, I do have an answer. Okay, let's When it. you're ready. Yeah. All right. Uh, so they can basically, it's I guess it's at the end of the year this happened, so uh, they can dress and practice and travel, do everything. But once they step on the floor, that's when they that when you lose your opportunity to redshirt. So really? even if you play one minute of action during the regular season, you cannot redshirt. That's crazy. So that's why you did not see them last night. Understandable. I mean, if it's that drastic, I mean, I I would say it makes sense because what if you use them in a pivotal game? You know, maybe if you need them at like inside of a game. Well, if I'm a basketball, can you pull it like in the middle of a game though? Or does it have to be before? It have to be no, you can before? you can pull it in the middle of a game. So, but if I'm a basketball coach, I'm wondering why. Well, why does the football team get four games to see if their freshman can play? Yeah, I know, especially since. Uh, but obviously, like, I don't know the other rules in other sports. But if I'm a basketball coach, I'm wondering why can't I get a couple games to see if my freshman can play? Especially if I think phys- like football physically, I, I don't even know how to how to differentiate it. Especially with basketball being a lot more games, non. I feel like there should be a limit. Conference and non-conference, just kidding, but uh, something, because that's weird, and like, what if, and they say, well, what if he comes in and plays one game and dominates, and then you just don't, you know, that could change totally the landscape of how standings look or how anything looks. I bet if we were to get described by somebody who knew, we'd be like, oh, okay, but, it, you know, that's a little weird. I don't like that either. Yeah, coach wouldn't be too happy about that. Uh, so, Noah, guess who led us in minutes in this game? I'm sure you had plenty of I don't know. Yes, I was watching the game. Sorry, it was uh, I, I think it was Stephen. Was am I right? Stephen had thirty six. Did not play only four minutes in this game. That's saying a lot. We know he's got obviously athletically and uh, stamina wise, he can do it, and he had to at times, especially with a with a thin bench and not getting Harvey in this game, and even Anthony. So Stephen had to guard a lot more size because they had a lot more size. Yeah, thirty six minutes for Stephen. Fourteen points, six of eight shooting, fifty percent from. From three, only had he had no turnovers, Stevens. So that's what is that? He didn't have any in the first game either. So Stevens got zero turnovers on this season, scoring, handling the ball, everything. Steven just keeps blowing us away in his play so far. Like we said, he kind of starts slow, but he gets so comfortable. And honestly, this game he was comfortable from the get go. Uh, so he led us in minutes there, Noah, and then of course Marcus. At 34 in this game, a much more efficient game for Marcus with only 15 points, 5 of 7. Good from the free throw line, 4 of 6. Five rebounds, three assists, one steal. We mentioned that monster block, three turnovers for Marcus. He led the team. But uh, overall, yeah, we, we saw a lot of good athletic stuff, and we mentioned the post that we want to see Marcus do more of that. Yeah, we saw, uh, We mentioned. I mentioned it in the pregame that we did not see it in the Little Rock game, but we seen more of the offense where he posts up and he, he gets to go one-on-one with a guy and make a play for his teammate or he can go score. So um, that helped him out. Yeah, he's very efficient. Um, the one three missed was uh, a questionable three, but that's all right. He shot efficient. And, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to get out of Marcus is 15-plus points a game. He's going to rebound, and he's going to – this year he's uh, added to his game to dish, dish to his teammates. Yeah, we only shot 4 of 18 from 3. That's 22%. Yeah, even Marcus, whenever he 
You know, he doesn't have to have someone totally so much smaller than him in the post. He's so strong that he could he can get someone his size in there. Like, granted, it pins, obviously, and they're going to start doubling him, so hopefully he'll, he'll start working on his uh, uh, his passing out of the post, like how good marriage was with that on Tuesday. So um, definitely, Marcus, keep that going. Uh, like we said, he hasn't even really took off yet in terms of, you know, statistically fully. So we'll be waiting for that. So let's get to the guy that statistically does show out, Lance Jones, like you said. 22 total, all in the second half, 8 of 12 shooting, more efficient. Again, he's more efficient overall than it. We, we mentioned how many times he got to the rim, almost at will at times, and he made almost everything, 5 of 6 on the free throw line. Yet 1 of 5, all of his missed shots were from 3. So we know the guy who was at the top, near the top, in three-point percentage last year is off to a rough start in that regard outside of the exhibition game. So, yeah, Lance, two rebounds, three assists, two steals, only two turnovers, two turnovers like you said earlier, 32 minutes. And he said, after the fact, yeah, Mike joked with him about only having two compared to the eight. And he mentioned after that uh, he'll do whatever it takes for the team that they need him to do to win games. And that's definitely what he did. So Lance with 21 and 22 to start the season, shooting at least over 50%, about 60% almost, it seems like, his first two games, Lance is shooting. So we know we can count on him for most of the season, even though a little probably you'll have inconsistencies because obviously he was in the first half. So whatever would get him motivated throughout a game to just flip the switch, we're down for it. Um, Noah Kyler, who was your pre-dog of the game, was pretty good. He was over four from the free throw line, which I'm sure he's upset with. And his mom, Arlene, was who is a big follower of ours. We appreciate Arlene. She was at the game finally. She says how she, excited she was to see the uh, dog pound, and she t- made a tweet earlier talking about how awesome it was to see Kyler in action, Noah. Yeah, it's great to see. Great to see she's able to make the trip down now. Um, and, yeah, he, he had a really good game. He bounced back, uh, did not get in foul trouble, um, even guarding a bigger guy this time and uh, more – physical guy almost and yeah he uh, ran the floor very well he did his best on the their big man he was hard to stop but uh eight and five is a really solid line uh, that's what we're going to get out of both him and jd about around that for each other and so that really helps out so yeah the what i was really impressed the way he ran the floor last night that's what we're going to need from him especially if we can get out and run get easy layups for him. yeah and we we talked about how well kyler and jd run the floor at a really good level. Sometimes the pass, obviously, you don't always want to make that pass to your center. Running down the court, I think they tried to Kyler at one point, and, you know, and it ended up being a turnover, I believe. So, yeah, Kyler definitely bounced back game. He will continue to star. We're assuming we're going to have the same lineup, starting lineup. So, and we're obviously going to work Trent off the bench, even against Colorado. Like we said, hopefully he can do that. So, yeah, Kyler, we're thinking – well, we mentioned how J.D. could start at some point this season, and he's getting more and more comfortable. We'll get to him in a second. So, But Kyler has every right to keep starting, and he'll earn it, as we know. So, yeah, good bounce back from Kyler. And then now, no, let's shift to the aforementioned J.D. Like we said, he he's improving. He looks healthier and healthier after every game. He had fits with Elijah as well. All of our guys did, but he had some key defensive rebounds. He finished around the rim well. We mentioned how Anthony seems like, obviously, at times, he could finish you know, creatively around the rim like our others can't. But J.D. Uh, shut that down for sure. He was having nice reverse layups, especially when they were going to be contested. He adjusted at the rim that split second. That was great to see. Noah, eight rebounds. Him and Cash had the most with eight. Uh, 
And if this is what we get from JD all season, we like we said, we saw him shoot free throws. He was one of two, three for four shooting. He's going to be pretty efficient from the season. I don't think, like we said, he's not going to score a whole lot. It's going to be efficient, though. 19 minutes, two turnovers. But, no, if he can give us seven and eight regularly, we're going to be all right. Yeah, and the way he plays defense, I know he had some fits with uh, Everett Hutchins. But, uh, yeah, like he got his, a lot of those points off easy baskets, uh, running the floor and uh, – uh, if he gets good position, we need to be able to get him or Kyler or even Anthony the ball. So, yeah, it's it's great to see that he's getting fully into this uh, rotation and getting more comfortable with this team. And um, he looks fully healthy, so that, nothing's holding him back now. So it's great to see. Yeah, and we mentioned how all these bigs have, a, have to face a lot of other big teams that they have so far, and Colorado will be big as well. But I think, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if we'll see much Big total as a team of bigs like we've seen the last two games. We'll see Colorado's big from top to bottom throughout their whole roster. Yeah, at so, one point last night we thought we were going to see JD and Kyler because they went double big, and we thought, yeah. well, we might get both these guys in there, but uh, Brian did not. Exactly, Kyler was up at the scores table, and they held him back a little bit. They wanted to do it. And honestly, I wish we would have to see how that would go. But two uh, main paint guys around, like if you had Anthony in there, he'd be the trailer. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, he should have done it, though, I think. It would have been cool to see regardless. Uh, so, yeah, outside of having faced enough, like, big bigs already, it will be interesting to see how much more tested our guys are down the way. Uh, now Noah Cash, who, uh, like we said, was struggling in terms of finding his man and uh, boxing out as soon as he got in this game. Uh, he had 26 minutes, though, and he played more down the stretch. He was the last uh, main main player outside of Steven to remain on the floor whenever the uh, whenever Troy and Will and Chris got into the game. So Cash played a lot more this game. Eight rebounds, like we said, tied with JD for the for the team lead. A lot of defensive. He did have a lot of long offensive rebounds, though, when he fought for one, I remember. Seven points on seven shots, 0 of 2 shooting from three. I think he'll be all right. He had a steal, two assists. Uh, no, I think Cash, like we said, at times he was in transition, doing a Euro, finishing – like we said, that one crafty sideline reverse layup, he looked comfortable in front of the home crowd. Yeah, it was great to see he's getting more comfortable and uh, he's getting more healthy, I would say, um, with that soft tissue hamstring injury. And uh, he looked really good last night, explosive. And uh, once he seeing him in transition is really, really fun to watch him and Lance and other guys get in transition. And yeah, him. What, he started a little bit rough on the boards, but he, he fixed that, and uh, I'm pretty sure the coaches got after him and uh, J.D. and Lance because uh, sometimes in the first half they were just standing around watching, So and they fixed that, and that's what that's what got us back into the game and take control of the game, take control of the boards. And uh, he got a lot of easy layup looks in last night, and uh, he almost had one of these posters he put on one guy towards the end of the game. He, he, he missed it, though. Yeah, that would have been incredible. Yeah, I think the home crowd will get used to seeing him and like the way he plays for sure. And we mentioned how a lot of his points were created off his own. I'd like to see us not really design like ISOs for him per se, but kind of get him more involved to have him work himself. And I'm pretty sure Rodney even said at some point, especially on one of Lance's reverse layups, just in general for the team, that uh, it's good for a coach, obviously him being a really good coach, and knowing about it that, you know, making it to where you don't always have to run sets. And we saw our action a whole lot in the game yesterday. So when you have those possessions where obviously your players just take over, he said that's what good players do. So hopefully we see all of our guys do that. And Cash 
like to see him do a little bit of his own work sometimes. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the almost dunk for sure. And uh, yeah, overall, Cash will definitely be a fan favorite, I think, in terms of his uh, everything. And we mentioned the non-rebounding. Austin P had a had really good effort at the start of that game in terms of that and the rebounding, but it was a, la- a lack of all effort as well. So without a doubt. And then we mentioned Ben, who only played two minutes. We wondered why he didn't play in the first half. Brian didn't. He wasn't asked about it, but he didn't answer it at all or mention Ben on why he didn't play. In the first half, he only played two in general, so not a whole lot for Ben there we mentioned. Well, Troy got in the game. Noah, of course, had four minutes compared to the walk-ons, only one. And uh, Troy definitely had a bounce back. He didn't have to do a whole lot. You know, like we said, it was backdoor city on Tuesday night, but Noah, he added some nice contests, assists, and he had a steal. At one point, he worked the ball down the floor, looked comfortable, and then he got the offense into its set. Yeah, he uh, looked much more comfortable probably being at home in front of the home crowd. And getting after getting that first game under his belt, he's going to get more comfortable the more he plays. So, yeah, it was great to see. he, he in, the, in the four minutes he did play, he did some decent things. So it's uh, good to see because uh, we're, we're going to use him down the stretch this year. Yeah, and he's so big, we feel like we can use him to guard a big four per se or something. And he's still a work in progress too, but since he's got the ready-made body and his, his ability to do everything and play defense definitely is the reason why uh, he'll be the only one playing. It won't be a whole lot, like we said, a, diff- a little bit of a project he still is, but he just got to get that confidence. And I think he'll take off. We mentioned how good of a playmaker he is and that he was in high school. So that's how this game played out. And our takeaways, like we said, we'll, we'll uh, give up takeaways from every single player that made their way into the game. Even though we forgot one here, Dalton Banks, Noah, we mentioned his defense in this 23 minutes, two rebounds, two assists. He shut uh, old boy down, 0 for 5, shooting all from three. He has not scored yet this year, Noah, but we know when we need him, especially if we think he's going to come off the bench at some point, he'll get more comfortable. He made a free throw, though, Noah. That's right. One so, two. Uh, yeah, so he didn't make a no field, field goal. No field goals so far this year, right? And I don't uh, even remember him taking five threes last night. I remember some open ones he shot, but yeah, five is a, maybe a stretch. Uh, maybe somewhere at the end of a shot clock or something, but no, his defense stuck out. Yeah, his defense. He uh, wore down on uh, Paez. He did a really good job on one of their better players. Um, their key returning guy from last year's team, even though there's a new staff, a new team, but did a really good job, and uh, yeah, he, he's going to be fine. I'm not worried about the scoring as long as he – does what he does on the defensive side of the ball and uh, sets up the offense and helps out when Lance needs a break or something. That's all fine by me. Without a doubt. Um, Dalton's for why I was about to say forever. He will for the long term, for a long time, be still a key asset in what we do. Yeah. It's just all about comfortability, especially offensively for him. Uh, now Noah, some quotes from the team. We know Lance was a player of the game at the end talking to, Mike and them on the radio, and then they had some press conferences with him too. But Brian was talking about Lance here. Uh, when Lance is in transition and playing downhill, he has a great burst to him. I also thought Lance did a great job of making good decisions in the paint, which we mentioned before the season, Noah. He said that the paint touches for Lance definitely will be key. Again, when guys weren't in front of him, he went up and finished. When he drove a baseline and guys stopped him, he skipped it and made the extra pass. We've been seeing a lot of the extra pass so far this year. Uh, quote, we've got to be the hardest playing, toughest playing, most connected team out there. When we do that, a lot of great things will happen. We recall the video they showed from the highlights from last night. Uh, it was, uh, he, he said a lot of how, obviously, the good stuff they did in terms of 
everything that we saw pretty much last night. He hyped those guys up in a locker room. It says here we, there were 4,535 fans in here. Yeah, according to this in here. Um, Marcus uh, talked. He said, I love seeing Lance kill it like that. They couldn't keep in front of him. He was getting to the rim whenever he wanted to. Uh, and then Brian, he said on Steven, I think he commented here, he played a complete game defensively. He's solid. He's reliable. He can be trusted on the court and is where he needs to be. Offensively, he's shifty with the ball, has a nice little spin fadeaway, and is an excellent shooter. No, and I forgot to mention this, I guess, when we were talking about him. Yeah, we were talking at the game. Steven can get any shot he wants in this regard. He mentioned the, the turnaround uh, fadeaway, yes. He can get his – he's strong enough. He can work his way in the post, get a guy deep, or just penetrate and have that nice turnaround. Because he did that all his first season last year, Noah, and even being as good as he is now. If he does that a lot, he's going to he's gonna have such a breakout year. He could be the most valuable player on the team. Yeah, and, and that's, what, that's what's key about this team. We have these guys where Steven or there's other guys that when we need spurts, they can go get us offense when our Marcus and Lance aren't going yet. And once – um, once those guys get going, then those other guys are chipping in too. We're going to be a hard team to stop. And yeah, Steven's going to be really valuable. I said after the first game, he was the most impressive player to me. And I'll say it again, he's still the most impressive, even though he's not. I know Lance is putting up 20, 20 a game, but th that guy right there on both sides, he's the most impressive player on the team so far. And we've talked so many times, and Brian reiterates it for the most part, how steady he is. We talked that Dalton's the same way, even though he's just had a little bit of a struggle in the first two games, but he'll get into it. But yeah, Steven is incredible. Uh, he, Like we said, he can handle the ball. They like him handling the ball, coming down the court, just everything about it. And that's what we mentioned. If Cash ever did work his way into the starting lineup, especially if you add Trent in there, so Dalton and Steven be the two odd men out. But it's one of those where if you take Cash off the bench, he does everything as well. That'd be good. So him and Steven could cross each other out. Steven's got more better defense at this point right now, but you couldn't go wrong with either of those two starting, even though Steven seems steady as heck to keep starting, which we hope is still the case. Uh, some more quotes here from the players. Lance said they got a lot of rebounds and were beating us on the glass in the first half. We emphasized that we needed to be locked in, that we needed to get stops, and that we needed to limit their offensive rebounding. Marcus added, we wanted to get that game out of our system because we know we're a better team than that. He talked as a team in our group chats about how bad we wanted to get this win because of how badly the last one hurt us. And then Brian here, it was a long bus ride home from Little Rock on Tuesday night. Our guys really put the work in these last 48 hours. It was an unbelievable crowd. Thank you to the community. Thank you to the Charles Hellenic family. It was a great atmosphere and was, it was fun being back in the Banterra Center. And we know he appreciates the dog pound itself. And he mentioned Charles Hellenic, you know, they talked after the game that he would have liked that style of basketball. Uh, so it was definitely a good game in his honor. So your overall thoughts? Yeah, it's a, it was a good bounce back win. We still think we still got some things to clean up though, but yeah, it's our and yet our I know we shot thirty three the first night, shot eighteen last night, and they're still not falling. So when this team, if we start hitting shots and uh, it's gonna be scary, and the way we rebound in the second half, if we can do that full four forty minutes, we're gonna be tough to beat. And once our threes start falling and we get in rhythm. And, and we get healthy, this team's going to be a problem in this Missouri Valley, and we can make a run deep in the season. But, yeah, we got a lot of things to clean up still, and we're going to still work on that. And we got a full week till next Friday to get healthy. Hopefully we get Trent back. 
Hopefully, we'll get Anthony back and Cash's uh, hamstring stays 100%. And, yeah, and those freshmen, they keep working. And, yeah, we're going to be all right. We're going to continue to work. This team's really really got talent on this team. That's our deepest team we've had in a long time. And this coaching staff's doing a great job so far. So keep working. It's a great win, a good guild, a good building block for this season. So, yeah, let's continue to work and get ready. Hopefully, don't know when they're going down, but maybe they'll go down a couple days early to give some guys some uh, relaxation and enjoy themselves. That's what we said today. Yeah, we think that obviously they're going for business in these three games. But, yeah, they're also going They're going to a place like that. They need to enjoy themselves, and they'll get the time to in their three games, even though we know that first game is ever important. We'll get to that here in a second. But, yeah, I think inconsistent – being consistent is what we – because, you know, consistency in terms of obviously we cut our turnovers in half. That was why we lost. Being consistent in a whole 40 minutes because the first half we weren't good in this game at all. We were getting out rebounding. So turnovers in the first game overall, rebounding in the first half. Second half, it seemed like we were playing perfect basketball. And that was really thanks to Lance, just his takeover. But, yeah, you're right. Since our shooting has not uh, hit yet for the most part, we know we were a top-two team in that last year. Once we start doing that, we'll score a lot of points. We know we have great defensive players. It is. I think it's just a slow process of just working our way into being the team we wanted to be. And I think that first game definitely motivated them, and they said it did, talking amongst themselves that they wanted to get this off their chest. So, And it was tough. I mean, Elijah was definitely – Really good. What did he end up with in this game? He was like 19 or something. Yeah, 19, but he didn't score after like the first media timeout in, in the second half. So Yeah, they quit going to him. We, uh, I think Brian mentioned it, we wore uh, Dalton wore down Paez, but our bigs, our rotation of bigs wore down their big man. So uh, they we did a good job, but yeah, I think he got a little uh, worn down and they stopped going to him and, and they shot – well, well, we did a really good job on Tariq Silver, too. He struggled shooting on the wall all night long. Yeah, he had, he was off to a tough start, and we understand why they would definitely were recruiting him because he's got the ability to do all that. Yeah, Silver ended up shooting two for 12 from the field. So, yeah, I mean, outside of Hutchins, Everett, and then the fact that they went away from him, yeah, that they started to shoot a lot of outside shots, and they just couldn't do it. They only had six bench points after playing six guys. They didn't get a lot of – they had one of their guards come in the game. Uh, Calderon, who is just looked like the moment was too big for him at times, but he was only a freshman, so I think that's what I'm talking about. Him or PV, one or the other, uh, that was getting the clamps from Dalton. And yeah, Paez only shooting twice is a big deal. No, we do think Austin P though. We'll, we'll be every, like we said, every team we play, no matter win or lose, will be following their whole season because obviously, in terms of resume, it'll be key down the stretch. Austin P, no, has a, definitely a big chance to compete in the OVC. Yeah, they were picked uh, seventh, I believe, but that's because it's a whole brand new team. Um, so veterans, though. On this yeah, team. they got a lot of transfer guys, so they'll be just fine. Um, they got a big man that nobody in the OVC is going to be able to guard, so it'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, he'll be the freshman of the year in that conference, and potentially if they finish top in that conference, player, of the, player of the year at this point. He can get some votes for that for sure. You're right. Nobody will be stopping him in that. Their matchups, we know uh, as we speak, Evansville's playing Belmont. I just thought of Belmont because I'm excited to watch a team like Belmont face Austin P. And we know Murray State is a threat in there as well. And Edwardsville, I think, will be better this year than they have been in the past. So it'll be fun to keep up with Austin P. They're definitely a fun team, and he will dominate, that's for sure. And even uh, Stone Carowell had 18 in this game. He's also a freshman. So 
uh, yeah, they will be their future's looking very bright. Uh, so we'll be keeping up with Austin P mostly on this season. So yeah, Noah, now as we talked about, we will be on the plane here soon, headed to the U.S. Virgin Islands in this Paradise Jam with Colorado. Uh, so let's sneak peek them a little bit before we talk about them the next time because they're tough. Like we said, they're big. Yeah, they're big, and they are a uh, they are a NCAA tournament caliber team. Um, they they lot of lost a lot of their uh, scoring from last year, but they brought some guys back. Um, so they actually are in action tonight. But they uh, played Montana State the other night and struggled a little bit. But uh, first game jitters, you could say. But guys like Evan Batty, he's a six eight forward he's a threat he scored 16 the other night um jabari walker is a sophomore he's 6'9 so we're 6'8 6'9 already then that's not even counting um the silva who's also 6'10 so they start three guys 6'8 and above so um it'll be interesting to see how we match up against them they got a good scoring guards too so they played uh four guys off the bench so they played nine deep the other night so yeah interesting they got three guys above six eight starting so is this a anthony game or is this a slide cash in there to guard one of the bigger wings game so it's interesting to see what kind of uh chess moves brian mullins makes so he said he after the game i believe mike asked him to give him a little scouting report he said he hadn't much watched him much but uh he's he'd watch him tonight and see what it goes so it'll be interesting to see yeah, you're right. They they do have a relatively newer team. And, yeah, the Jitters in that first game, without a doubt. And uh, you're right, because if we do play big, per se, that we have, I think that's when you can rely on Steven. You can rely on Marcus to guard big, even though they're really athletic. So it'll, it'll be a tough test. We cannot wait to preview them. Montana State, knowing that game, we recall, because we talked about it. Kellen Tynes, who we were in on, who had, like, unbelievable – he was just a steals machine in high school – and was actually decent. We would have been all right if we landed him. He had zero points in this game, but that has uh, reminded us. One of our assistant coaches up there, Ken Moses yeah, as well. Yeah, Ken Moses is there as well. You're right. Uh, but, you know, Colorado, you know, first game, I know, but they allowed Montana State to score. Now, I don't know what Montana State's pick, but their whole starting five had 10 or more points. Montana State and a lot of bench points as well. So maybe that's something we could take advantage of. We will uh, talk about uh, Colorado in this game because, yeah, we'll be rattling off. Pods galore, it seems like, uh, during that three-weekend stretch, we mentioned how we play the winner of Northeastern and uh, Brown, right? Or Duquesne, sorry. Northeastern and Duquesne. Uh, We mentioned Duquesne. We were supposed to play last year. didn't happen. So uh, definitely some good games, and we'll be looking to go far on that tournament. That'll be a key game against Colorado that will obviously help us in regards of how the season ends up because we know they'll have a good season in the Pac-12. Uh, so, yeah, Noah, really good pod today. Really good to get in the win column and hear that fight song like we used to on the last one. We're hoping to hear this fight song for basketball quite a bit this year. It was a good game last night against or with the community there. So, for Nick Malone. Noah Lurch. Until we see you guys soon, it'll be on Thursday of this upcoming week. Go dogs.